Welcome to the Sweetest and Toughest Job podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, Mama to Three, and I'm talking with subject matter experts and other parents about all the sweet moments, but also deep diving into the tough topics surrounding pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. Thank you so much for being here as we explore the sweetest and toughest job. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here another week. This week, I'm sharing my conversation with Lindsay Ford. Now, when we were talking about how we were going to do the episode, Lindsay said, well, I'd love to talk about how tantrums and meltdowns could be a good thing. This literally stopped me in my tracks. Tantrums and meltdowns are a good thing? I know as a mom of three, I have been through many a situation where one of my children, and sometimes more than one at once, has thrown a massive tantrum or a massive meltdown. Sometimes we're at home, sometimes we're on aisle four at Target, sometimes we're in a sporting goods store in a parking lot trying to get into the car, um, or it could just be over, you know, what I'm serving for breakfast. Parenting can be hard, and these kinds of situations are one of the reasons that I wanted to produce this podcast to bring somebody in that could maybe give me and other people listening a little bit of light around why this might be happening in your kid. So today, Lindsay and I talk about the difference between tantrums and meltdowns, because there is a difference. She talks about tools and strategies to diffuse the situation And we talk about it both in the situation if you might find yourself just stuck at home or if you're out and about and, you know, your kid decides to throw themselves on the ground. And we talk about the root of tantrums and meltdowns, why they really happen. Lindsay is a parenting mentor and the author of The Positive Parenting Framework. The conversation we have is very Um, laid back, honest, and provide some awesome, useful information. I know you'll get a lot from it. Check out theparentingframework.com to learn more about Lindsay. Without further ado, here's my chat with her. Hi, Lindsay. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm great. Um, I'm going to let you kick it off and tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background and your family. Sure. So my name is Lindsay Ford, and I am first and foremost a mom of two. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son, and I am a positive parenting coach, and I live in Ontario, Canada. And I, I really view my role as a positive parenting coach to help parents interpret what their child is really saying when they act out and then find, help them find the strategies they need to restore that calm and cooperation into their home. So I am certified in something called positive discipline, um, but I don't believe in a one size fits all parenting model either. So I am really about um, helping parents figure out what makes sense for their family and their child. That's awesome. And um, it really isn't a one size fits for kids. Like you could have different kids where different things work, right? And different family situations. So I can appreciate that you know, you're not just a blanketed, this works, this one thing or one way works for everybody. 
Yeah, and we all come from different backgrounds ourselves and our, our own upbringing affects our parenting so much. And then, yeah, our kids are so different from, you know, my daughter and my son are very different people. Mm -hmm. So it requires different strategies and what works on one doesn't necessarily work on the other. So it's, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of concepts and um, things to know that are similar across all children. Um, but how we implement and adjust our parenting is different in, for each child in, in each situation. I can relate to that. My kids are all very different too. I wanted to um, just dive right in and talk about tantrums because I know I personally have dealt with tantrums with my children, as I'm sure probably most parents listening have had at least one episode, if not you know, many, many episodes of, of tantrums or what you would consider a tantrum. Um, so when we were corresponding about this episode, you had mentioned um, you could talk about why tantrums were a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that just caught me because I thought to myself, wow, I have never thought that tantrums were a good thing. So let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, when I asked, I've, I've asked in numerous like Facebook groups and stuff, what is your number one issue or what is the number one issue you remember from like the toddler years or the early mm -hmm. years and tantrums, overwhelmingly tantrums that people like people are just like, make the tantrums go away. Right. And, um, I don't think we should necessarily be trying to make them go away. Um, they do serve a purpose and, um, it's really, it comes down to this idea that our children all misbehavior is a miscommunication. So our child is telling us something when they are tantruming. Now tantrums, um, just for the people who might be thinking tantrums versus meltdowns because there are differences. Um, so tantrums okay. are um, the, you know, our child is going in with the intent of using a tantrum to get something, whether that is a toy or attention. Um, it, is, um, it is a strategy that they are using on us to get what they want. Um, a meltdown, on the other hand, is more of an emotional overwhelm situation. So they're not in control of their emotions. Now, I tend to talk about the two almost interchangeably because uh, it is so, they look almost identical or pretty much identical. Mm -hmm. And they, um, a tantrum can easily turn into a meltdown. And um, in both cases, we want to lead with connection. So in the case where our child is using it as a strategy to get something that they want, like our attention or like our, you know, they're trying to maybe control something um, that's coming from a place of feeling either disempowered or disconnected um, where they're feeling almost desperate to get our attention. So we are going to want to lead with um, connection because that's coming from a place of disconnection on the emotional overwhelm side. That is where, you know, maybe our child has been, you know, trying to be really good at school or daycare or, you know, bottling up their emotions and it, then it just comes spilling over. And in that case, we want to lead with connection because they're really, really struggling in those moments. So in both cases, we want to lead with connection. So that's why I don't worry about distinguishing the two very much. Um, and in both cases, emotions, there's emotions there and emotions need to be felt. Otherwise, if they get bottled up inside, it's going to come out, whether it's in the form of a tantrum or just being really irritable and not agreeable. Um, I think 
most of us have experienced, um, you know, our child saying they want one thing, maybe they want the strawberry yogurt for a snack, and then you give them the strawberry yogurt and all of a sudden that is unacceptable and they need the blueberry yogurt and it is the end of the world that they don't have the blueberry yogurt. And then maybe you, you give them the blueberry yogurt and then that, that is not what they want either. They mm-hmm. want Cheerios and it's just, so that's, that's their, that's their emotions spilling out when, when, um, they are not in control. So tantrums and emotional outbursts and emotional overwhelm, give them the opportunity to, for those emotions to come out. So they don't sit there and, you know, fester underneath the surface and come out as, you know, those moments where they're, you know, just, there's nothing you can do to say, to please them, or maybe they're acting out and hitting or attacking their, their sibling for no reason. Um, it can, when, when, they, when there's that outlet of emotion in the form of a tantrum or a meltdown, it can really just, it gets it all out at once. And then you can go back to just having some calmness after the fact. So as a parent, how can you diffuse either of those situations? And when I'm thinking about it, it seems like probably the tantrum side of it, and I like how you differentiated the two, would probably be harder to diffuse because it might be that you're trying to hold your ground on like, no, you can't have that you know, cookie right now or whatever it is. Whereas mm-hmm. the meltdown um, sounds like it's coming from more of them trying to regulate their emotions. And as a two, three, even four-year-old and sometimes five-year-olds, that can be really difficult for them because they're trying to sort through what they're feeling. Yeah. And, and in both cases, like, you know, you use the example of the cookie, which I love because um, they can throw a tantrum because they really want the cookie, but they could also, um, if they're in an overwhelmed state, be demanding that cookie for breakfast when you've never given right. them cookies for breakfast. <laughs> right. And, right. And they're just like in a state where they're almost picking fights with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of diffusing the situation, um, First, I want to say if you're at home and you have time and you can just let the tantrum play out, um, I would encourage you to do that because then it just gets it all out. If you need to diffuse the situation, um, always lead with connection. So um, when we think of connection, um, that includes, I'll give you some specific strategies in a second, but basically Um, The idea here is we're going in with the intent and the mindset of, I see you're struggling and I'm here to help you. Like, I care about what you're feeling right now. Even if we Mm -hmm. disagree, we acknowledge that they are, they are struggling in some way, shape or form, either whether it's to articulate that they might need our attention or that they're struggling with just being overwhelmed. So we can do that by validating feelings. Um, Um, so saying something like, I see you really want a cookie right now. And you know, you're, you're disappointed. You can't have the cookie right now. So just acknowledging how they feel. And, and in many cases, that's enough because they just feel heard like, Oh, mommy, mommy gets me. Mm -hmm. Um, not all cases, but Mm -hmm. um, often, oftentimes, Um, we also want to perhaps get down to their level, make eye contact and talk in a soothing way because where their brain is at from a developmental perspective, um, they, um, tone of voice and intent, um, matter almost more than the language that we're using because they can sense that we're caring through our tone of voice, 
um, rather than the specific words that they that we are saying. Um, so it just speaks to their right brain a little bit more and, and their and young kids are dominant in their right brain. And um, another great strategy is you know, asking for a hug or saying, I need a hug and opening that opportunity for connection, whether or not they give it to you. Um, it, it really doesn't matter. It's just offering, it's offering that opportunity for connection. So some kids will get up and give you a hug and other kids will wait a while and then, and still continue to, um, tantrum perhaps, but then at the end of it, they'll come for a hug because you've opened the, an invitation um, to connect after that. So you're not leading with trying to, you know, um, yell at them or stop them or put them in timeout or any of those things and trying to control them. Um, it's leading, it's leading with that connection piece because that's going to speak to where the, the pain is coming from and what they're really struggling with. I love that strategy. And I've, I've used the hug method, <laughs> I'll say with my, um, my two, my two older ones. Um, and it's really amazing to me how they will kind of, I'll, I'll say come back to earth quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, after, you know, the meltdown and tantrum part is over and it almost kind of pulls them back and gives an opportunity. I feel like to kind of see where that emotion was coming from. Like, were you angry? Were you just really upset? Were you sad? Like what just happened here? (laughs) But I think it really helps to diffuse, um, you know, after the fact. It's, it's so effective whether it happens in the moment or after the fact. And, and it's really great as a parent, because even when we're getting riled up and we ask for a hug, even though we really don't want to hug them because we're getting kind Mm -hmm, of triggered mm -hmm. by them. It's, it's amazing what a simple hug can do to us to calm ourselves down. And, and it's also a really great one, you know, cause our children will use our discipline strategies on us. And that's a really great one for them to use on us when they notice that we're getting worked up and they ask for a hug to help calm, calm us down. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask, and I know some people probably aren't in this situation too much anymore because we're all kind of at home, but what about when you're in the middle of Target or you're, you know, out in public? Because I can appreciate, you know, if you're at home, you can kind of walk in the other room or remove them and put them in the other room and let them kind of do their thing until it's over. But I have totally been in the middle of a sporting goods store and had one of my kids on the ground screaming and it is so hard. You just feel like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. And, and that parenting in public piece just is a whole other element because it brings up so much in us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could have the same situation at home and remain totally calm and just okay with it. And then you put that that same situation in the middle of Target or a sporting goods store. And all of a sudden you're worried about, you know, being disruptive to others. What are others thinking? Maybe you've been that parent in the past that have been like looking at other, you know, kids tantruming and like that Mm -hmm. is never going to be my child. So there's some (laughs) self-judgment there in terms of like, I need to get this child under under control and I have no idea how. Um, So if you're in the midst of that, um, honestly, taking care of yourself in terms of you remaining calm is going to be really, really critical because, um, oftentimes what happens in those situations is we feel really desperate to get our child under control. And when we parent from a point of, you know, desperation, um, you know, our positive parenting strategies go out the window, our ability to think about it 
um, from a creative perspective in terms of coming up with solutions or strategies and that moment goes out the window. So if you can remove, like remove your child and take them outside to finish the, the tantrum or find a private spot either outside or in your car, if you can do that, just to get you out of the, the, the gazes of onlookers, um, it's going to help you stay a lot calmer. It's going to um, even potentially take your child's, um, the power of the tantrum. So if they're using that against you because they know that you're triggered and going to react and potentially give them what they want in that moment to just to be quiet them, mm-hmm. um, it's going to take all of that away. And then you're just going to be a better parent in the privacy of either your car or behind a tree or whatever it is, um, then you will be in the middle of the aisle. If it's something that you are, you know, I think of my son and every time he went even near a toy for probably a year um, in a store, he would want it and he would like start screaming that he wanted it. So it, if you know in advance that you know, there's a situation that might arise if you're, if you, you know, if it's a, an ongoing pattern, you know, talk to your child in advance about what's going to happen. Like you're going to see some toys and you're not going to buy them. And, um, and so just going over what the expectations are. So they already know that your, your, your boundary or limit, if you will, is that you're not going to you know, buy them a toy, um, in that example, and they know going in. So it's just a little bit more clear. And then you can give them things to do while you are shopping, like being in charge of the list or helping you find, you know, the things that you're looking for. Um, so putting, focusing their mind on what they can do. Um, because oftentimes, you know, kids, just get impatient shopping <laughs> and, and if we, and if we mm-hmm. you know, give them something to do, then, um, and that can help a lot. Let's talk about the reverse scenario. Um, just being at home and the fact that a lot of people are, um, you know, in, in quarantine situations, schools are shut down. They've got remote learners. Maybe you have a couple kids at home, um, when you're used to having, being out in routines And I know just personally myself, I feel like yesterday I had all three of my kids at home and I was probably more on edge because, um, you know, of emotions that I'm feeling. And so it was a lot harder for me to parent through what I felt like was a lot more meltdowns yesterday than we typically have. So I just wonder if there's strategies or things parents can um, do or ways you can think about um, trying to kind of deal with, uh, behavior, meltdowns, tantrums, when you're all just stuck at home every day. Well, and I think, I think you just said something really critical there is that like you are struggling a Mm -hmm. little bit and then, and, and how you, um, show up in your parenting in your day are, will almost mirror and show back to us. Um, so if we can, work on ourselves to remain calm. That needs to be our first and like our first order of business. Um, because being stuck at home with kids is, is challenging on like on many different levels, whether it's, uh, whether it's planned and we want to be at home with our kids, or if we're just, we find ourselves in the situation. So, um, I think the first piece is becoming aware of, um, 
how, what is triggering you? What is, what are the feelings that are bringing, like that it's bringing up in you? Um, how is your patience today? And if it's, if you're really struggling, then chances are you're going to have a lot more issues with your kids because they're going to pick up on that. They're going to mirror it um, back at you in a way. And, and you are their almost calm center of the universe. Someone, someone, uh, uh, once described it as them, like the mom being the sun and the, you know, the planets fl- like twirl around and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that, that sun is that center of gravity type of thing. I don't know if, it, <laughs> um, I don't know how true that is in terms of like the solar system analogy, but, um, basically it. you are the calming force. So if you're not able to remain calm yourself, that needs to be, that needs to be your first your first order of business. If you can ask for help, if you have someone else around to help, um, you know, tap out and say, I just need a few minutes to calm down. And you can even say that to your kids. Okay. Mom, like mommy just needs some time. I'm struggling with like, you know, mommy's having a tantrum right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and even like after the fact, if you find that you have snapped at them or, or done something that, you know, didn't really line up with how you wanted to show up that day, you know, talk to them about, how you're feeling, you're feeling overwhelmed and you reacted in this way. And it, you know, I'm sorry for, for doing this. Um, it actually had nothing to do with you. I am going to work to do something different, um, next time, or I'm going to work to find a solution, um, for how I'm feeling. Because I think, I mean, at the end of the day, we parents, we're, we're, we're leading by example here. Like our, our kids are, are smart enough to um, know that we might be saying one thing and doing something different and they're learning from us. So if we're making mistakes along the way, if we're having, you know, quote unquote tantrums ourselves, Mm -hmm. show them how to make amends, show them how to work through that. And it kind of, it teaches, it, it models that for them. I I love that. And I I feel like that's just pandemic or not can be so relevant because, um, as kids kind of go through, I guess what I'll call phases where they can have a more difficult time with these tantrums or meltdowns, you can have a day where it just feels like that's all they've been doing when it's really not, but it just can be so overwhelming. And as the day goes on, you get worn down and worn down and it just becomes really difficult to focus on yourself. I think sometimes, and take that breather and regroup and be like, okay, game time. Got to get back in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And especially if you have a child who bottles things up, like my daughter will bottle things up for months and then we'll have like maybe a week and a half where we're having tons of meltdowns because she's just held it together for so long. And then it just comes out and it is exhausting. And just, you know, especially if you're into positive parenting, um, and, you know, there's so much research and um, information out there about how we have to take care of our child's emotions and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're responsible for our child's emotions in the way that we, like, we want to help them express their emotions and all those things. We, there's a lot of research on that. And I feel like in many ways that puts so much pressure on us as parents because we don't want to screw up. And, Um, I think in those harder moments, just giving yourself permission to not know exactly what to do. If you're, you know, if you've had a day of overwhelm and you're just, you're just done, you're allowed to just be done. It's okay. If you, you, you have those moments where it is just rough and know that there is, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow you will get another chance and 
And as long as you're making like overall some steps forward and understanding a little bit more with the passing days of how to navigate this, then you're doing, you're doing just fine. You don't have to, you don't have to be perfect all of the time. You don't have to, you know, let your child outburst all the time or um, just, yeah, I just, it, everyone gets worn down. Everyone gets overwhelmed and everyone loses their patience and it is totally normal. That's so refreshing because I think we just always put pressure on ourselves as parents and think that we're the only ones that are having struggles sometimes. So I love that you're just making that point that it's okay to not do it all perfectly because no one does. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, tell everybody um, how they can find you and connect with you and kind of what you're up to and how you're helping people. Sure. Um, so you can think the best way is at the parentingframework.com. Um, that is the website of my new book and, um, you can grab it there. And there's also some links to a free course on, uh, tantrums and, uh, how to connect with me. I teach, uh, classes both online and, um, I'll say live, but I, I do the pre-recorded classes and like the live uh, discussion classes on Zoom and one-on-one coaching. And I would love, I'm always happy to chat with anybody um, for, you know, even a quick 15 minutes if you're not sure what your next step should be. I, I, I love having those chats with people. So come find me there, the, the parentingframework.com. So awesome. I'll put all those links in my show notes for people. And um, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking and I appreciate all of your wisdom on these tantrums and meltdowns that we all love so much. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been an enjoyable discussion. I I love talking about tantrums and meltdowns. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Head over to sweetestandtoughestjob.com. You'll find additional episodes there as well as information from today's episode, resources and links. We'd love to connect with you on social media at Sweetest and Toughest Job on either Instagram or Facebook. And a special thank you to Makai Pace for all the original music used.